Hello and welcome back to episode 6 of Sprint Race, the show that speeds through some of the talking points happening in Formula One. This week has been unusual. Firstly, there was no race, which always leaves me feeling a little disoriented. But today is one week to the day that another drama took over the sporting world. One so large that I and many of the Formula One accounts that I follow on Twitter and Instagram had their attention taken away from the sport completely. And that was, of course, the proposed European Super League or ESL, which, just to give you a quick summary, involved most of the best teams in European football who decided amongst themselves to break away from the current cross-Europe contest and form their own league. In the space of just one week, we've had the leak of the plans, the outrage from fans, supporter clubs, politicians, royals, celebrities, followed by the collapse of the league altogether. And now comes the fallout after a roller coaster week where everyone is asking what on earth happens next. Fans, including myself, have an indication that the fallout from this crisis will likely linger for years. And that affirmation comes in the form of the Formula One breakaway attempt in 2009. An event which, like the ESL, didn't go ahead, yet the circumstances surrounding it completely changed the sport as we knew it. The Formula One breakaway attempt involved eight of the then 10 team lineup, including Ferrari and McLaren, who were unhappy with the introduction of an optional budget cap of 30 million euros, later revised to 45 million euros for the 2010 season. Teams who didn't opt into the budget cap would have a huge technical disadvantage due to imposed restrictions. The breakaway was huge news at the time and dominated a lot of the 2009 season. In the end, the cap idea was scrapped, FIA president Max Mosley stepped down, most of the teams signed up for the 2010 season, and everything seemed fine again. Except it wasn't. Looking back now, over a decade later, we can clearly see the damage as a result of actions from both sides of the table. The biggest damage of all came from the budget cap, both in its introduction by the FIA, which ultimately triggered the fallout, and the backtrack to not impose the cap as a result of pressure from the big teams. The reason the cap was introduced in the first place was to encourage new teams to enlist into the sport. Similar to F1, the ESL was intended, albeit very badly, to deal with the spiralling costs of football and the lack of distribution of wealth between governing bodies. But great ideas to tackle underlying problems are one thing, the failure in both accounts here are the implementation methods and in the communication of the idea itself. The irony of the Formula One 2009 budget cap introduction was that it was first proposed by two people who had a desire to run their own team, but needed the budget cap in place to be able to do so. They were Kenny Anderson and Peter Windsor. It was therefore hugely surprising when in July 2009, the FIA announced the end of the dispute for the 2010 season and the addition of three new teams. Three new teams but with no budget cap. This was cast aside in favour of larger teams promising to support the new ones with technical drawings and advice. One of the teams chosen for 2010 was Team USF1, which was owned and set up by Anderson and Windsor, the two people who proposed the budget cap in the first place. 
It was no surprise then that the team ran out of money before the season even started and never made it to the grid. In fact, the continued spiralling costs and a global downturn continued to take victims in Formula 1, with the next being BMW, who quickly announced their exit from the sport, followed by Toyota. Before the 2010 season even begun, new team Campos had to be sold and became Hispania, and Mana sold their name rights to Virgin to help fund their year. In fact, all the new teams that entered in 2010 were gone in just six years. Now in 2021, F1 teams have a budget cap of $145 million, three times the proposed cap of 09. But getting to this point has proved to be a costly one. Neither the FIA or the teams involved came out of the breakaway drama clean, yet this year's budget cap introduction is definitely a step forward, despite it taking another 12 years and many lost teams to get here. Now, football fans like myself will turn to sports governing bodies and teams to see how they react, wondering if it too will take 12 years and a number of clubs going bust before any decisive action is taken. Like Formula One a decade ago, financial disparity is still right at the heart of their issues. Now with Formula One seemingly in a more stable financial state, it has turned its attention to tackling another cross-sport problem, and one that threatens to impact teams of all sizes. And that is the race for sustainability and equality. We've seen financial dramas lead to breakaways in two of the world's most followed sports. Yet this weekend saw English football clubs of all levels join in a four-day total social media boycott over the sport's intense battle against abuse. Formula One's We Race as One initiative is also intended to send a message beyond the sport that sustainability and diversity are at the forefront. However, Formula One continues to race in and in fact expand into countries that fall far from the standards set by this initiative. So with both sports failing to properly handle financial issues, which led to two major breakaway dramas, will their attempts to tackle huge and prominent social and environmental issues be more successful? All I know is that I just hope it takes less than 12 years to do so. That was all for this week's episode. A little different, I know, but the parallels after the ESL drama were really interesting to me. Let me know what you thought of this episode on Twitter. I am at Sprint Race Show. Next week, we return to racing in Portimao in Portugal, which is another of F1's amended races for this season. Until then, thank you very much for tuning in.